We're going to turn now to the New Testament, to the Gospel of Luke, and it's chapter 15, and reading from verses 3 to 7. And this is the passage that uh, Cole is going to bring to us in a moment. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent. We thank God for his word to us. I want to tell you a story. So there's very few children down the front, ladies and gentlemen, adults in a congregation. You're going to have to take part in this to make it actually work. Because what's the first thing I do before I tell a story? What do I do? So, imagination cream, that's right. So get the fun. Come down, David. Come down. It's a good boy. The courage of this man, all by himself. Hey, do you want to sit on the front pew there, David? That's great. Thank you. Well done. So, right, we get the thumb and forefinger of our, our hand again. We dig deep into the recesses of our pocket and we pull out a little container looking like that. Okay, show, make sure you've got it all. Okay, so get, get away with it, Lee, that's it, okay, that's the idea. Put this in the opposite hand, okay, undo the lid, put this somewhere safe, and get some of this cream, and put it all around your face, don't get it behind your ears, okay, then get the lid, put it on nice and tight, and put it back in your pocket, because you have just applied imagination cream. And what does imagination cream help you do? Imagine, that's right, it helps you imagine. Because I want to tell you a story. And the story is all about a sheep who enjoys the lush pastures of Lancashire. The story is about Shelley the sheep. Now Shelley was a sheep and she lived and grazed in the lush green hills of the valleys of Lancashire. And Shelley wasn't just any sheep. She was well known by the other sheep all because of her appetite. She just loved to graze all day and all night. And when she finished grazing, she just loved to, well, graze some more. The greener the grass, the better for Shelley. Ah, she would say, oh, I, I do love grass. The greener, the better. The best grass will turn my wool from, from white to green. She mumbled as she munched on some more green blades. And then she noticed something she'd never seen before. There through the wire of the fence in the next field, she noticed that there was more grass. And not only was there more grass in the next field, that grass was greener than her grass. Oh, ah! Uh, I do love grass, you know. The green the better. The best grass in the world will turn my wool from white to green. But just look at all the grass in that other field. It's so much, so much greener than the grass in my field. 
I want some of that grass. And so she walked right over to the fence and she stuck her scrawny little head through a hole in the fence and began to munch on the grass in the other field. Oh, this grass is so much greener than our grass. She ate so much grass, munching and, and digesting all the green grass that she could reach until eventually she stretched as far and she left this bald patch of grass in, near her face, but she couldn't reach any further. And so she tried to switch position, so she went to move back her head through the hole that she had made. And suddenly she discovered that she was stuck. Bah, bah, humbug, my head is stuck. Help me, someone, help me, help me, please, she said. The pitiful bleating soon drew the attention of Stan Stan, the shepherd man. And as he patrolled the field watching over the sheep, he walked over to this crying sheep and soothed, Oh, there, there, Shelley, you silly old sheep. You got your head stuck. That will teach you to stick your head through the fence. But, but the grass is so much greener on the other side of the fence, moaned Shelley. Our field is so brown and withered compared to the field next door. You silly sheep said Stan Stan, the shepherd man. The grass may look greener, but it never is. The only green is the green in your, there, your eyes. This field will do all right for your sheep. Don't you be trying to eat that sheep grass again. I don't want you to get into more trouble. And with that, Stan reached down and with his powerful hands, he pulled apart the wires and pulled Shelley's sheep head from the, between the fence and she was let free in the field. After all that struggling, she thought to herself, that struggling has made me hungry. I need to find another way of getting into the field. So she began to wander up and down the field, up and down the fence line, looking for a place that she could break through into the green grass of the other field. And eventually, at the far end of the field, beyond all the other sheep, she found a hole. Ah, a hole! Now, if I can make it a bit wider, I'll just be able to squeeze through, she said. And sure enough, with little effort, she squeezed her massive body through the gap in the fence and was in the next field. Bah, bah, she said in disappointment. The grass here doesn't look much greener, as close up as the other field, but it's bound to taste better. And with that, she began to eat. She grazed and grazed and ate and ate, and she fell quite full, which is quite hard for Shelley. But when she went back to the hole in the fence that she squeezed through earlier, she now found that her tummy was so big and so much larger, filled of all that grass, that she could no longer squeeze through. Her belly was just too big. Ah! Oh, help me, someone! I'm stuck on the wrong side of the fence, cried Shelley. But no one came, as no one could hear Shelley because she was far, far away from the flock, far, far away from the other animals and from Stan Stan, the shepherd man. So that night, she spent a very cold night, all alone in this field with the greener grass, with no other sheep to snuggle up to, to keep warm. By the next morning, she was so cold and lonely and miserable, but Stan, Stan, the shepherd man, he did his rounds early. And as he was counting the herd, he noticed that one was missing. And as he began to look round the field, he saw in the far corner of the field, on the other side of the field, another sheep, a forlorn, wet-looking, bedraggled sheep, called Shelley. He bounded over to her and said, What have you done now, sheep? 
I see you've managed to get through the gap in the fence. When will you ever learn? But the grass is so much greener on this side of the fence, she said sheepishly. And you know what? I always say I do love grass. The greener, the better. I told you before, sheep, the only green is in your eyes. That envy will get you into deep water if you're not careful, he warned. Bah, humbug, said Shelley, as she felt the massive hands of Stan, Stan the shepherd man, lift him up, lift him up over the fence and put her back into the right field. Well, Shelley wandered around that field for about two days, grazing here and grazing there, but her eyes kept turning to the field across the fence that was so much greener than her fence. Ah, uh, I fed up with this field. It's second-class grass. I'm going to where the grass is greener. And so again she wandered off in search of pastors new. She squeezed back through the hole of the fence that she'd wandered through earlier. Now she got a bit smaller. And she was just about to start to graze when she noticed another field beyond that one that was even greener than hers. And so she hopped through that fence and noticed another field that was even greener than the one she was in then. So she hopped over another fence and this continued for quite some time. Eventually, she came across a field that was actually very hard to eat because the grass had been mown so low. And in fact, it was a field that was covered with strange-looking white mushrooms. And when she tried to munch on one of these white mushrooms, she found it almost broke her teeth and she spat it out. And then as she spat it out, she noticed one of these white mushrooms flying through the air but almost hit her. And then what did hit her? It hit her in the head. And she began to say, what? These mushrooms taste horrible. They're killer mushrooms. They're trying to kill me. And so she began to leap through this field as quickly as she could, avoiding these white killer mushrooms. Eventually, she got out of the range of the killer mushrooms and found herself next to a sign. And the sign said this, Danger, deep water. Oh, I do love grass, she said. And the grass, the greener the, green, the better. The best grass will turn my wool from white to green. And this area called Dark, Danger, Deep Water, such a lovely romantic name. It must be a lovely place to graze, a lovely place to eat and to fill my belly. And as she looked beyond the sign, she saw indeed that the, the, the colour of this field was a glistening, greeny type field. It looked so different to all the other grass that she'd ever seen. It looked so wonderful. It looked so dark and so green. But she leapt across that fence and leapt straight onto the grass to discover the reason the grass looked like water was because it was water. It was covered in a dark green algae that made it look like grass, but it wasn't grass at all. It was just algae-filled water. And she began to sink. Bah, bah, help me! Help me, someone! She bleated. But there was no one around. She was so far away from the sheep, from the shepherd, from Stan Stan, the shepherd man. She was so far away from the other flocks. There was no one to hear her cry. Now, Stan Stan, the shepherd man, was, may have been far away in a field, but it was starting to get dark, and she began to count his herd of sheep. Suddenly, 97, Stephanie, 98, Stacy, 99, and Shelley. Now, where's Shelley, my 100th sheep? Oh, bother me cock and socks. Shelley is missing again. 
And he began to search the field. But there was no sign of Shelley in the field. He went from place to place where she got her head stuck. But there was no Shelley stuck in the fence. She went over to the corner of the field where Shelley had managed to find a hole. And sure enough, there was no Shelley there. But what there was there was a track in the grass. Almost like someone had got a lawnmower going across the field. And the field beyond that. And the field beyond that. So Stan Stan, the shepherd man, began to follow the trail of eaten grass. And sure enough, eventually, he came to a sign that said, Danger, deep water. And he realized exactly, exactly where Shelley was. There she was, struggling in the edge of the pool, trying to get out, but unable to pull herself out, herself out from the pool. You silly, silly sheep. The shepherd scolded her. You were lost and could have drowned. But the grass was so much greener, so much better than my field, said Shelley. So Stan, Stan, the shepherd man, reached down from above and he got hold of her fur and he pulled her out, her fur, her wool, and he pulled her out of the pool and put her safely back onto the, the green grass around her. Oh, that grass greener, wetter stuff. That's not grass, that's water, you silly sheep, he said. Your wool is all covered in green algae. You look in a right state. Well, I've learnt my lesson, Mr. Shepherd, bleated the sheep. The grass may never look greener on the other side, but the greenest place to be, the greenest place to be is always with the shepherd and close to the flock, said Shelley. That's it, my girl, said the farmer. That's it. And the big shepherd picked up Shelley the sheep, no mean feet, she was so big, and put her on his broad shoulders and walked back a long distance back to the flock. You know, boys and girls, one of the great things about God is that God is often described in the Bible as Stan, Stan the shepherd man. He's described in the Bible as a shepherd, someone who looks after the sheep. There's that famous psalm that King David wrote. The Lord is my shepherd, said King David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall want for nothing. This great king who lived in a mighty palace had a mighty army to command. He said that God was his shepherd. And with God being his shepherd, he would want for nothing. He didn't need a green field that was greener than the field he was in because he realized the greenest field there was was the field of knowing God as your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. And the prophet Isaiah writes in Isaiah 40, he says this, he says, God tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. God carries us close to his heart. And during this pandemic and this different time, and during these coming weeks when you're going back to school, remember, you're being carried by God, but not carried at a distance. You're being carried to him, by him close to God's heart. That's where you are, close to God's heart. And this whole passage, and the passage that Terry read for us earlier, tells us two things about God's love for us. Two things. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life of a sheep. And the reason for this, and the first thing is, is that God's love for us is personal. God's love for you is personal. 
You're not just a part of his creation. The Bible tells us that God knows us by name. We're given a name and, his, and God's sheep know his name and know his voice. It is personal. And that's why in that passage, the, the shepherd says, come and celebrate for, I, for sheep I lost, I have found. It was his sheep, his personal sheep. He cared for the sheep, which is why the shepherd went looking for that sheep. Many, many years ago, far too many years now to remember, Fiona and I got, ma got married and went on honeymoon and we went this lovely honeymoon for a week um, on the Kintyre Peninsula in Argyllshire in Scotland. And the Kintyre Peninsula is a beautiful peninsula that leads down to a place called Campbelltown. And it's very isolated and we had this caravan lived next to a whirlpool in, this, in the river called the Varika. Um, it, was, it was fantastic and it rained most days, but it was great because we were, we were just newly married and we, had, we, we, we just read books and it was great. went for walks and got wet in the rain. It didn't matter. Okay? And during that time, we had a little mini that was hired for us by Fiona's, Fiona's parents for our wedding present. And we were driving because we had a motorbike at the time. So we had this mini as a, as a, as a wedding present for a week. Um, I drove around the Kintyre Peninsula and we went around this corner in these very narrow lanes and suddenly we came across a little lamb. And this little lamb was running up and down the fence. It was bleating, trying to get back into the fence because somehow it managed to squeeze itself through the fence and it couldn't get back. And so Fiona was quite distressed about it. You know, as I, I was reaching for the mint sauce and my, my, my Leatherman, but she suggested another course of action. And she, got, we, she, she actually got out and she was wearing a, a sheepskin jacket, would you believe? Um, she was wearing a sheepskin jacket. And it's cold in Scotland in April. And, and she went and sat on the side next to the fence. And she took this lamb in her lap and she cuddled it as I had to go up and down the, the area to try and find the shepherd. So I knocked on various uh, hovels and, and farmhouses, what have you, to try and find it, as always the way. The last one I knocked at, discovered, was the house of the shepherd. So we got the shepherd out, and he walked, walked with me, this big burly man, walked with me, and we found the sheep, and he knew that sheep. As soon as he knew it, he knew that the sheep, um, what it was. And not only that, he called the sheep, and the sheep literally knew his voice and leapt out of Fiona's um, arms and he got hold of a sheep and he took it to the right field and put that little lamb into the right field. And he told us he would now call that lamb Fight Fiona. So, <laughs> a little, little lamb probably been well and truly eaten by now, um, uh, but it was called Fiona. But the incredible thing was it's, it's God's love for us, it's personal. The shepherd knows the sheep and the sheep knows the shepherd. God is not out there. As Rachel said, God comes to us through his son Jesus Christ. God's love for us is personal, but it's also persevering. It's also persevering. He doesn't let us go. He searches for us. He goes to find us. As Rachel told her in her own story, God comes after us. He comes to find where we've got to. And he comes to bring us home. God's love for you is personal. God's love for you is persevering. It's not going to take a pandemic to stop God loving you. It's not going to take the sin in your life to stop God loving you. It's not going to take you walking away from God to stop God loving you. God will come after you. Just listen to his voice and follow him and come back because the greenest place, the best place, the place where you'll be totally fulfilled, like David said in Psalm 23, is not in that, that field that looks to be greener. That greenest field is in the feet of the Lord, at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ, as part of his flock, close to his heart, experiencing his love. Let's pray. 
Lord, we thank you for the wonderful story of the Good Shepherd. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the Good Shepherd and you demonstrated that love by even dying for the flock. Lord, we just pray you may help us to hear your voice this morning, to respond by following you, by getting to know your voice better, by walking to you closer so we can hear your call and hear your whisper. Lord Jesus, bless us each one. Give us the strength for the challenges of this week, especially our boys and girls as they go back to their schools and some start new schools. Lord Jesus, lead them, comfort them and hold them close to your hearts. And help us, Lord, ever to be brave. Like little David here. Help us to be brave and to follow you and to listen to your voice. We ask, Lord Jesus, in your name. Amen.